Welcome to the Renew Life Church Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. If you got your Bibles, turn to John, the fifth chapter. I got to open mine up. I, um, I, I didn't even really know what I was going to kind of title this talk until just this morning. There were several different directions I could have gone. And uh, I, I kind of want to talk around this, the idea of supernatural sons. Supernatural sons. This last year for me has been one where I, I cannot, for some reason, get off of one, uh, one particular topic, and, and it's the father. You've probably heard me talk about the father, and there's been so many different things that I feel like the Lord has showed me about the Father, about, how, about the Son, and how the Son points to the Father. In fact, I'll, I'll read this scripture. You don't have to turn there. But I read this um, a couple of months, actually about a month ago, I think, is when I read this. John chapter 14, verse 7 said, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. This is Jesus speaking. He said, And from now on you know him and have seen him. And Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus said, I have been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Uh, and so you see this, this picture of Jesus saying, you want to know what the Father looks like, just look at me. You want to know what the Father sounds like, listen to me. Because I am not here representing me, I'm representing him. In fact, we were all talking about this in pre-service. I love the humility demonstrated in the Trinity. Not one member of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, ever points to themselves. They always point to the other one. The Father's pointing to the Son. The Son's pointing to the Holy Spirit. The, the Son's pointing to the Father. None are pointing to themselves. They're all pointing to each other. They are demonstrating humility even in, even in that. And so we see that, that, that Jesus is saying, look, I, I'm not here on my own. In fact, let's just read that in John, uh, John 5, which I told you to turn to, verse 19. It says, then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. That, that phrase in and of itself, the Son can do nothing. We're talking about Jesus. Jesus saying, I can do nothing of myself. The son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. I'm, I'm here lately. I just cannot get over this idea that, and it's this. It's almost like this dichotomy of Jesus perfectly represents the father, at the same time perfectly representing a son. He says, "If you've seen me." You've seen the Father. But if you've seen me, you've also seen how a son is supposed to respond to the Father. Because the Son can do nothing apart from the Father. I'm convinced that there's no greater way to honor the ministry of Jesus and to honor Jesus than to take part in and grab hold of the very thing that he said he came to do. Jesus said, I came to get you back to the Father. For me to honor Jesus is to say, you didn't waste your time coming down here and dying on a cross to reconnect me to my Father. If that's what you think I need, I'm going to do it. I want to get connected to my Father. I want to get to know my Father. I want to be considered a son. And in the same way I'm looking at Jesus and he's showing me the Father, he's also showing me how a son is to interact with a father. First and foremost, I can do nothing of myself. 
That's what Jesus said. I, I, I can do nothing of myself. In fact, I do what I see my Father do. I repeat. Don't we always love it? Isn't it, isn't it endearing when we see our kids um, repeat us or mimic us or follow in our footsteps? Well, I, my, my 15-month-old, Evan, we were, she found this little toy, and she loves to dance and sing. And so the other day, for whatever reason, she was carrying this little toy around, singing, singing this, I don't even know what she, well, She's 15 months old. Let's just be honest. She was yelling. Um, but it was just so funny because she would grab that little thing, and I'd, I'd sing a little, like Leanne calls me Jack Black because I just make up lyrics every now and then. So I was making up this lyric, and then I'd hold the microphone to her, and I got a little video of it. And she'd be like, and I'd sing a little song, and then she'd do it right back. It's like absolutely incredible watching my daughter, my, my offspring, try to follow in my footsteps. And that's what the, that's what the son Jesus is saying. I have acknowledged and I'm showing you how to live your life as a son. Even though I'm showing you what the father looks like, at the same time I'm showing you what a son who wants to connect to their father looks like. If I see him do it, if I hear him say it, I'm going to do it. So with that, it, it reframes, to me it has been at least, it's reframing every time I see the scripture, even the, especially in the gospels, every time I see Jesus doing something in Scripture, saying something in Scripture, I'm aware of the fact that he's showing me two things at the same time. He's showing me what my father's like and what I should be like. He's giving me insight into the character and the nature of my heavenly father, but he's also giving me character or insight into how I'm supposed to be a son in like manner. So with that being said, let's read from John, the 19th chapter. Um, that was a little bit of a setup. John, Did I say John 19? John 9. Verse 1 it says, now, now this is a story that most of us have heard, but this, is, this one just got me, this, this go around. It says, now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he had said these things, now this is where it just gets hilarious. He hawked a loogie on the ground <laughs> and made clay with the loogie. I don't know, it just seems, I, I just feel like I need to say loogie three or four more times before the service is over. And, and I love how he tried to like spiritual it up. He said, and he anointed the eyes. He smeared a loogie in the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And then he said, go wash in the pool of that word, and it starts with an S, which is translated sense. So he went and he washed, and he came back seeing. So when I, when I watch, now you hear this story, a story most of us have heard before. We know this story. We have to understand two things are happening here at the same time. We're seeing two things at the same time. We're seeing how the father leads a son and how a son should follow a father. Two things at the same time. So here's what I, I mean, I, I just can't help but picture it this way. Jesus is, finds himself in this situation where he knows, because the Bible says Jesus went about and doing good and healing all. So it is, the, it is the ministry of Jesus to heal everyone. He knows what he's sent to do. What I think sometimes we do, he doesn't know is how. How is this thing going to go down? So Jesus is sitting there waiting to hear the Father speak so that he will know 
what he should do. He's waiting here. So imagine Jesus sitting there, and all of a sudden he hears the Father. Oh, I got a good one. Go on, Father. How about you just, um, <laughs> yeah, this, this is going to be great. Won't you just hock a big old loogie in the, in the dirt, roll it up into a little loogie pie, <laughs> and then just stick it in his eyes? Then I picture Jesus being like, could you repeat that? <laughs> this is God the Father saying this. He's saying, hey, this, because remember, Jesus did nothing of himself. This was not, Jesus didn't say, Father, I got this one. <laughs> He's going to make you laugh, but I got this one. That's not what's going on here. Jesus said, I only do what? What the Father tells me to do. I'm here to repeat. I'm here to imitate and so it tells us two things. I mean, first of all, God has a sense of humor, so let's, let's start with that, which I kind of appreciate. But then you have this son who's got this ridiculous assignment all of a sudden. Ridic- I mean, can we just be honest here? This is, a, this is a bit ridiculous. We all know this. God could have healed this man's eyes in a billion different ways. A billion different ways. And yet he comes up with loogie pie to the eye. (laughs) Have you ever ever wondered, like, what was Jesus, like, what was the the typical principle, the the, the MO of how Jesus healed people? What was the principle and and, and what kind of form did he lay out of this is kind of how he generally does things? Can I just tell you the form? There was no form. There, there, you go back, back and read it. There, it. It was different all the time. One, he would just speak. To one, he did loogie pies. You go all the back to the Old Testament, you see stories of like, go dip in the river, obviously instructed by Jesus. Go, go dip the uh, guy wants healed of lepr- leprosy. Go dip yourself in the river seven times. Then there's other stories in the Old Testament where, hey, God, p- p- people were raised from the dead by laying their whole bodies. There's, it doesn't seem like there's really any rhyme or reason to a lot of what's going on. But the one principle that you can... Uh, be assured that is being activated every single time is hear the Father, do what he says. Hear the Father, do what he says. If you have ever seen Jesus do it, then the Father has said it. So every crazy, spectacular, supernatural, what in the world is going on here miracle that you've ever seen it most of the time was the first time anyone had ever heard of a first time anyone had ever heard of that happening and definitely the first time i mean i don't know if this is theologically accurate but jesus wasn't toting his bible around and getting a word from the lord and going let me check that in scripture he was the scripture he had he had one thing he's he's hearing these things for the first time which what this what this needs to tell us about the father it needs to tell us that the Father is not leading you by making sure you never have to do anything that is crazy. I mean, let's just if 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 we're what we're if we're seeing a picture here of what a son's how a son's supposed to respond to a father. First of all, you're supposed to be in business with him. Please understand that. You are supposed, what did Jesus say? I'm about, when, even when Jesus was a boy and they lost him. Man, what a terrible thing to have to answer for. 
you lost Jesus. But even after they lost him, what, what did he tell his parents? Jesus tell Mary and Joseph, he's like, didn't you know that I would be about my father's business? You guys read your Bible, right? It's in the scripture. Didn't you know I would be about my father's business? In other words, it should be an understood. That's what he does. Did you know it's supposed to be an understood? That's what we do. That's what we do. If Jesus was demonstrating sonship by doing good, he went about. It means he was in motion. He was doing something. He was doing good and healing all. So when he, when he, when he interacts with this blind man, it wasn't like he thought, I wonder if we're going to do anything about this. No, he, he knew we are going to do something about this. But he also knew there's no telling what the Father's going to tell me to do because at all times he wants to see, do I trust him to do exactly what he says when he says it? It's interesting, this, we, these supernatural things we, we see. with. I mean, obviously, how supernatural is that? He wipes it in his eyes. He goes, rinses it off. The guy can see. There's a whole story after that where people were like, that can't be the same guy. We know he was blind. And like, no, that's him. Somebody looks like him. And it's like, then they tried to get him, they tried to get Jesus for healing on the Sabbath. And they're like, well, this, cannot, this guy can't be who he says he was. He, he's working on the Sabbath. He's, he, he's spitting loogies on people on the Sabbath. And then the... The smart people were like, he just healed the guy. He's somebody. He, he's somebody special. <laughs> so you see these supernatural things, and in these supernatural things, you see that the father asks of his sons to do supernatural things. And that the sons expect to hear from their father, hey, do supernatural things. How many of you guys in here have ever had a, an encounter, like a crazy encounter with the supernatural? Anybody in here ever had kind of a raise your hand? Got a few. That's pretty cool. Uh, if you're in here and you've ever asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life and you believe that you're going to heaven someday, raise your hand. Well, that's interesting. So all you people that just raise your hand, y'all think that just because you read in a book somewhere that there's this God who had a son in heaven and he sent him to earth where he was no longer God and then he put skin on, then he dies on a cross for everybody's sins, and somehow God turned him into sin. He says he became sin. In fact, I'll read 2 Corinthians 5 since we're, this is where y'all got this. <laughs> now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead be reconciled to God. For he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you're trying to tell me you believe that that happened and all the sins of all of humanity, past, present, and future, were magically put on God man who showed up on earth and that literally all you had to do was pray a prayer and believe in your heart and now magically your insides are so perfect you don't have to go to hell you get to go to heaven y'all saying all y'all believe that and y'all don't think anything ever supernatural ever happened in your life Is it safe to say this whole thing is supernatural? Is it safe to say that this is how the whole thing started? God said, let there be light, and there was. God said, and there was.
it breaks my heart, and I'm a part of this. I'm not pointing any fingers. It breaks my heart that at times we have dumbed this whole thing down to learning some things, changing some behavior, maybe coming to a church service here and there and doing a few good things. And we call that following Jesus. Is it, is it possible that as sons, our father's asking more of us than we might have thought? And that as sons, we have more power as long as he's with us than we may have thought. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, it says this, And these signs shall follow him who believes. Is it safe to say that what he's saying here is this is what a Christian looks like? Is that safe to say? These are the signs, in other words, something you can see, that will follow. This is what's going to happen for those who believe. What do we got here? They're going to cast out devils. They're going to speak in new tongues. They're going to take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, neither one will hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. You've all heard the jokes, right, about like what it's going to be like when you get to heaven and you, you get to the pearly gates and St. Peter's there and he's got his little, his little checklist and he's seeing who got in. You know, there's all different kinds of jokes. There's blonde jokes, which I would not participate in. But <laughs> but there's all these jokes. And let's just for a minute, let's just for a minute, I know this sounds going to sound crazy. Let's just for a minute accept that the Bible is true. I know crazy. And let's just for a joke's sake, imagine that for our little, we ride with the pearly gates, Peter, that the checklist is sitting there and you come up and say, like, all right, let's see if you're a Christian. You ready? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, did you cast out any devils? Um, yeah, see what had happened was We went to one of them churches that we really didn't believe in stuff like that. Pastor didn't really talk about stuff like that. I mean, we knew he was real, but, I mean, he's kind of, he's kind of mean and does crazy stuff. Like, I don't want to be telling him what to do, so, like, or his people. So, no, I didn't, I didn't cast any devils. Okay, 0 for 1. What about speaking in tongues? You ever speak in tongues? Yeah, see, what had happened was... Um, also, that just was like, seemed kind of crazy to me, to be honest with you. It just seemed a little too far-fetched, a little, little weird. Just, that's just a little, that's a lot. You know, I mean, come on, Peter, be honest. That's a lot, speaking in tongues. I mean, can't you acknowledge? And Peter's just looking back. Mm-hmm, go on. Yeah, over for two. Um, number three, uh, picking up snakes and not getting hurt. And, of course, that's when we're from Texas, like, thank God we made it. <laughs> we made it. Drinking any deadly thing? It didn't hurt you? Ah, yeah, not that I know of. What about this? Last one. Lay up. Come on. Just, did you ever lay hands on, lay hands on somebody? It's all throughout Scripture. If there's any sick among you, let them lay hands. Let the elders of the church lay hands on them. They'll recover. I mean, it's all through there. Jesus did it. He went about healing everyone. So, I mean, surely at some point in your life, surely at some point in your life, you thought, well, if that's what Jesus did, and I got the WWJD bracelet on. Did you ever, ever lay hands on the sick and see them recover? 
no, I didn't do any of that either. And I'm not, this is not about guilt, shame, and condemnation. This is about activating your mind to start embracing the reality that there is so much more, so much more out there that God our Father wants His sons and daughters doing. And He may ask you to do something that He's never asked anybody to do before just to see if you're a real son that just hears the Father and does what He says. This scripture, all jokes aside, this scripture does not say, and these signs shall follow him who believes they will go to church. And these signs follow him who believes. They'll put Christian stickers on the back of their cars. These signs shall follow him who believes. They will pray over their food in public restaurants because God knows that's what a real Christians do. You know, when you see them in a restaurant, you see somebody bowing their head in front of everyone, you're like, oh, wow, that's a follower right there. Head bowed in front of everybody. Again, none of those things are wrong. Pray for your food. Come to church. Put your stickers on your truck, whatever. (laughs) But we've been called to so much more. We've been called to so much more. And I don't think us going to church is changing the world. I don't think us putting stickers on the back of our trucks is changing the world. And I honestly don't think even praying over your food at the restaurant is changing the world. I don't think flocks of the lost are going, I want that. I want that lets me know right there that there's something out there. But I'm going to tell you right now, if the Father speaks and you respond and you walk up to someone in the mall and say, the Lord told me you're having a hard time right now and told me to give you $1,000, they're going to listen. That's different. That's a little different. Or if you're at a family reunion, the Lord pressed on your heart, go pray. No one's ever prayed for this aunt that's got this, this, this situation and everybody's just watching her go downhill. You be the one that says, as a, stop the family reunion and say, hey, this is going to be crazy. I know y'all didn't even probably know I was a Christian. But I is especially today. (laughs) And I just think we need to pray and believe God for a a miracle. Because this is what the Bible says that believers do. And I don't even know if it's going to work. I remember the times that that's where I was. All I was, the place I was was not fully persuaded that I had an anointing on my life that I could lay hands on the sick and see them recover. It was the me that was terrified to look like an idiot. Anybody else? And I think it's the terrified to look like an idiot part where real faith shows up. Where real sons and real daughters show up because they know I can't do this. And the only way something's going to happen is if the, the father is true to his word and a miracle happens, something that's nothing of me. All of a sudden it sounds a little bit like Jesus. I can do nothing of myself only because I've been sent by somebody else. I just think 
Number one, I know God's doing something in our church. He's doing something in our city. And it's not just our church. He's, there's, there's things happening. I'm here, I'm having conversations. I had a situation happen the other day where a guy told me he was having a conversation with multiple elders of a, of a, a known church in this city who they don't really do, they don't really roll like we roll sometimes. And, uh, and it was interesting how he said, I've had, converse, I've had one-on-one conversations with all the elders and God is wrecking all of them individually. And they're seeing Holy Spirit move in their life. They're hearing and seeing things that they have had never seen before, but none of them are telling each other because they don't want to get kicked off. God's moving in our city. God's moving on his people. And you can write this on the last page of your Bible. Before he comes back, we are going to see massive outpourings of miracles, signs, wonders, and miracles because sons get to know their father and they get involved in the ministry of advancing the kingdom, not just advancing coming to church or not just advancing putting stickers on the back of our church. No, I'm talking about advancing miracles, advancing crazy radical generosity, advancing the things that Jesus did and said greater things than I did will you do also. It doesn't matter what denomination, he's coming. And he's going to move. And I want to, be, I want to be a part of a group of people that says, I, far be it for me to not at least have some boxes checked that says, these signs shall follow him who believes. What if we started living our lives saying, until I see this, Lord, I've got work to do. Lord, until I see this stuff start happening, I've got some work to do. I'll tell you a quick story. I know I'm a little over my time, but I'll never forget this as long as I live. And when I first came to pastor in this city, it wasn't this church, it was another church. When I first came to pastor in this city, the pastor was there before me. He was a guy I really admired. He was a mentor to me and was very efficient, very proficient in words of knowledge. And I've just been in so many church services where he'd call people out, tell them their name and tell them what their symptom was and lay hands on them, they would be healed. And I was just like, man, he just, he was such a, he was a hero to me in so many ways. Well, then they sent me, he, he went back on the road as an evangelist and they sent me to pastor that church. And I was like, well, great. Now they got the B team. Because I don't know how to do all that. I didn't. Believed it. I believe, or well, actually, maybe I didn't believe it. Maybe I just read it. Let me say it differently. I'd read it. And I remember why I came. Because the Lord had put in my heart to do something for this city. For the people of the city. And I said, Lord, you can't send them a crappy pastor doesn't even know how to do the things that they're used to and I, I need you to help me do what he can do I didn't want to show off, it wasn't about it was about nothing but wanting to serve people well before I left I had, had a, a guy prophesy over me and he said, he was praying over me and he said I see I see you in the sanctuary of this church in Midland and he said I, I see you walking around to the chairs but the chairs are not chairs they're filing cabinets and I see you lifting up the filing cabinet and just reading every single thing that's in the filing cabinet I believe the Lord's and he said I believe the Lord's going to give you insight for everyone in the church and I wanted that I, I wanted that I secretly it, was, it sounded crazy but I wanted that and I remember one Sunday I was just walking, I'd gotten to the church before everybody else did, just like I usually did, and I was walking around like a good old pastor would do, and I'd pray over every chair, and I was worshiping by myself and all these different things, and all of a sudden, the Lord brought that, that dream to my mind, and I realized that all of a sudden, the Lord's saying, today's the day you're going to do that. 
And I was like, oh, shoot. <clears throat> so I, I literally didn't even, some of you heard this story before, but it's, it's pretty funny. I, I literally didn't even know what to do. So I was like, I'm going to go metal detector on this sucker. So I would like, I walked around the room and I would like hover my hand over chairs. Like, I don't know, maybe this will work. And so I just go and sure enough, man, a couple chairs. I just got one chair in the back. I got, I, I got an impression of something and I was like, man, I don't, that's, that's kind of crazy. Well, then I got all the way to the front row to this one particular chair and I heard eating disorder problem with that particular chair is I knew who sat there every single Sunday, front row, one of the leaders in the church, and so I'm like, oh no, this cannot be, this this didn't work. In my notes, don't try metal detection, it doesn't work. So I go in the speaker's room and I'm trying to take a risk and I'm, I'm sweating bullets because I'm realizing clear as a bell, the Lord's, he's asking me to spit in the mud, spit in the dirt and make some mud and be willing to look like a fool. And so I get in the uh, speaker's room and we had to gather up our prayer team and that particular person, that couple was in there and uh, I had kind of chickened out a little bit so I was going to do some, throw some feelers out to see how, how she would respond if I said that word eating disorder just to see maybe, you know. So I said, man, all confident stuff. I'm like, well, the Lord's been speaking to me this morning. All morning long he's been speaking. So many things he's been speaking to me. I said, um, yeah, I feel like the Lord's going to deal with some issues. One of them I happened to be suicide, spirit of suicide. And, uh, and everybody in the room, amen, Pastor. Yes, amen, amen. I said, yeah. He's been speaking some more stuff. I said, uh, Lord's giving me inside. There's going to be someone in here who's got an eating disorder. And the Lord's going to deal with that this morning. And then I shot my eyes at her like. Because <laughs> I kind of wanted to see if like she'd like, like kind of like, ooh look around or something. I don't know what I think she was going to do. Man, she just, amen, yes, yes. And I was like, dad, gone. And so, I mean, I remember just sweating bullets, and I just thought, God, this, I don't even know what to do right now. And so, we finished the deal, and we leave, and I walked out in the, in the sanctuary, and, and I, <clears throat> I remember looking over there, and some first-time guests had walked in and had walked, which y'all know, when you were first time, you didn't walk to the front row. You walked to the front row and sat right on the front row, and there was this lady that was probably 5'8", 85 pounds. Looked like she was just fixing to fall over dead any minute, just looked so sick. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. And I, and I felt embarrassed, to be honest with you, because it's like, I, and I felt like the Lord kind of gave me a little soft toss, like just a little layup, like, hey, but I was willing to try. Of course, at the end of the service, we'd laid, we, we prayed for people. And I'm only telling you that story because when you begin to take risks and, and actually maybe go for it, the things that you see in that scripture, and the, and the first time you lay hands on the sick, let me just, just so you know, don't let, don't let your mind fool you that's saying this is only going to work if I'm full of faith right now. No, it'll work when you do something that scares the mm out of you. That's what faith is. That's what it is. Say, Lord, I don't know, but I, I refuse to get to heaven. Talk to Peter, just like the joke says, and me have never even tried. I want to be a believer. 
I want to do something. And I just feel like I, you just need to hear me say this. You can do it because you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You can do it. We hope you loved our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at RenewLifeChurch.com or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great rest of your day.